Rumors are starting to emerge that a PlayStation State of Play is right around the corner. After a trailer and a blog post, PlayStation has a decent lineup, but there is certainly an opportunity to show more lengthy or uncut gameplay of some of the games that are close to launching. There's also a growing consensus from PlayStation fans that they would like to see more of a focus on first-party games and releases. Will PlayStation continue to keep their first-party studios and games close to their chest, or will we get some surprises to kick off the year? And what about the recent rumors about... Xbox first party games that may be coming to PlayStation in early 2024. Now, I put all of the good information right here at the beginning of the video. That way you don't have to go looking for it. It's a longer video because it is a live stream. So if you like this kind of content and you want to be here for the discussions, hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you don't miss out on the content. A PlayStation State of Play is allegedly right around the corner and fans are already lining up to say what they would like to see. With a fairly full first quarter, Sony could focus on gameplay and release dates, but will there be any surprises? Will we finally hear from some of the very quiet first party studios that have been nose down for so long? So first, I want to talk about what we know. We have insiders saying that the State of Play is happening in the next few weeks and this is on the heels of the same insiders saying that some Xbox first party games are coming to PlayStation. Some of them even said that one or two of them may be coming earlier this year. So, will that be part of the state of play? Now, second, I want to look at the reaction to this. Many fans have strong opinions about what they would like to see. Some are already putting theories out there about the possibility of Xbox first party games being part of the show. And lastly, I want to tell you what I think. I have my own concerns about at least one game in particular, and I also have opinions about PSVR 2 and potential surprises. So up first, what do we know? So this info comes from none other than Jeff Grubb, and according to TheGamer.com, Grubb has said that we can always count on a Nintendo Direct happening in February, and that's something we can expect to see this year again. Now, whether or not the Nintendo Direct happens, and if we actually get the Nintendo Switch 2 announcement, that's likely to be discussed. I actually think if they're going to announce the Nintendo Switch 2, they would do it then and potentially release it in May. But Grubb also spoke about the state of play. He also noted from the gamer here, he's heard that a state of play is coming from playstation in the next few weeks he did not know whether or not exactly it's going what's going to be happening and he just knows that one is currently cooking now playstation has not done a state of play since september and in 2022 they did one on february the 2nd and in 2023 they did one on february the 23rd so it's very possible that they skip january since the xbox developer direct is happening on the 18th now if they do decide to do one in january i would expect it to land on january 24th or the 25th since Helldivers lands on February the 8th, if they do end up waiting until February, it would likely then land on February the 1st. And since they do one, you know, in the past, they did that one on February the 2nd, they don't seem opposed to kind of kicking off February with the state of play. They also seem to really like Wednesdays and Thursdays, so maybe January 31st is not out of the question, or February 7th. That'd be a great way to say, hey, you can play Helldivers 2 tomorrow. So those are all the potential dates that they might do the show. So, what are the confirmed games coming this year that may be included in the show? Now, recently they published a blog titled, The Biggest Games Coming to PS5 in 2024, and the list is pretty impressive. Now, obviously it needs to be pointed out that this list is not all first-party games, but I expect this from Sony after their showcase in 2023. They do not seem to feel any pressure or need to focus on first-party over 
third party or even draw attention to that distinction about like oh here are our first party games here are third party games now the blog listed 19 titles final fantasy 7 rebirth prince of persia kill the justice league stellar blade last of us 2 remastered helldivers 2 dragon's dogma 2 concord tekken 8 pacific drive forever skies the casting of frank stone rise of the ronin metal gear solid snake eater grand blue fantasy relink foam stars silent hill 2 like a dragon infinite wealth and the plucky squire now out of that group I expect the state of play to focus on The Last of Us 2 Remastered, Helldivers 2, Rise of the Ronin, and Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, with possibly one surprise from something maybe like Concord, since we haven't seen much from it other than the cinematic trailer at the showcase, and if it's coming this year, waiting until the summer to show off would be a bit late in my opinion. I said the same thing about Avowed and Hellblade. If your game is coming this year, I expect gameplay at events like this, along with with release dates. Now, just yesterday on Twitter, Zubitech said that according to his sources, we may be seeing two PlayStation showcases this year. Given that PlayStation's blog had 19 games on it, I could actually see this state of play being more of a showcase, leaving room for the summer showcase to focus more on the second half of the year, along with forecasting what might be coming in 2025. There are a lot of titles coming in the first half of the year, and you really would struggle, I think, to fit them all in a standard 20-minute or 30-minute state of play. We also have to consider the timing of the rumors about Xbox first-party titles coming to PlayStation. Jeff Grubb was one of the insiders that said Sea of Thieves was coming, and that was corroborated by Steven Totillo, and he said that he had heard it would be coming in early 2024. Now, that would certainly make for an interesting state of play to kick off the year. Sea of Thieves, Hi-Fi Rush, Starfield, Redfall, and A New Doom were all games that insiders pointed to, or even the Australian rating site seemed to have some of those on file. It would feel like a flex from PlayStation, certainly. And after their showcase last year, Xbox tweeted... All the third-party games that were also coming to Xbox, it was a bit of a playful jab. And I could see PlayStation taking their own jab with an Xbox game in their own state of play. Or they may see that as counterproductive, and maybe they only want to focus on first and third party. It's hard to say if they would view it as a flex and a win, or a distraction from all the other games that they would like to talk about. If the big headline from the state of play is, well, here's this Xbox title coming to PlayStation, that might overshadow the bigger games with bigger budgets, purely because of how shocking the announcement would be, right? It's not like Sea of Thieves or Hi-Fi Rush are bigger games, but the announcement itself would be more, like, shocking, I think, and more surprising. So what has the reaction been? Well, I asked people what they wanted to see, and the first thing I got in response was, People that were doing some light trolling, but I do think some were being semi-serious. I saw people saying things like, well, I hope we see Xbox games. I I hope we see Hi-Fi Rush. Again, I'm not sure where I land on this. If, in fact, something like Sea of Thieves or Hi-Fi Rush is coming to PlayStation early this year or just coming this year in general, PlayStation may see it two different ways. On one hand, it could be a strong showing of strength. They could say, listen, we're doing well, and Xbox, we're doing so well that Xbox needs to bring their first-party titles to our platform. But on the other hand, it could be viewed as, well, PlayStation has so few games, they need Xbox games to add to their showcases and announcements. Again, I keep coming back to the fact that PlayStation just does not seem to care to distinguish between first and third party. Their showcase in 2023 was decried as a failure, and then they posted amazing revenue and sales for June. So they seem to understand that their showcases in their marketing are hitting the larger gaming community. Does that 
community care about Hi-Fi Rush or Sea of Thieves coming to PlayStation? Would that be upset about that? Would they find that to be a distraction? I would think it would be seen as a positive thing by the general gaming public. I think they would care. I think they'd think, hey, that's great. The game went viral. It was nominated for awards. It, it has a great review score on Steam. That tends to help games' reputation and it makes folks want to play it. Sea of Thieves, same deal. It's been out for so long and it's just a pleasant and beautiful game to play. Folks may not fixate or focus on it being an Xbox game. The other thing I saw being said was somewhat in jest, but you could also take this serious. Folks were saying they expected to maybe even see Blade at the event. Now, this would be tectonic within the gaming internet world, maybe not the general public, since there has not been any announcement about that game and what platform it lands on, and most of the gaming public probably has no clue that, well, Arcane Leon is owned by Microsoft, and that would make it an Xbox exclusive. They just saw a Blade trailer and probably got excited. And I actually think that this will not happen at a PlayStation event. Based on the recent rumors, I'm even more confident that Blade will be a multi-platform game, but I don't see Xbox agreeing to a contract that would allow marketing for a game by a dev they own to land on anything that PlayStation is doing, at least for a year. Stranger things have happened, and given a lot of what we're hearing from Phil Spencer and Xbox's CFO and now these insiders, Xbox may not care at all. Maximizing sales for Blade could be far more important than making their console look great. Phil referred to exclusives as marketing beats for the platform in the past, and Xbox certainly has that for this year, with Avowed, with Hellblade 2, and now rumors that Indiana Jones is releasing this year. But with Blade landing fairly far into the future, it may fall under different rules and a different marketing strategy. Like I've said many times, John Q. Public does not see gaming the way that we do. Those of us on YouTube and Twitter and forums, we are far more plugged in. Blade in a PlayStation State of Play or a showcase would not be shocking to the gaming world at large. Xbox could start to see the marketing reach of PlayStation as a huge asset that they can leverage, especially with the Marvel game. Another piece of feedback that I saw very consistently on my Twitter feed was, I want to see first-party focus. I continue to say that I really agree with you, but I also think we are not going to get what we want. It's my own theory and prediction that PlayStation Showcase of 2023 is the format going forward. Lots of third-party and second-party with first-party sort of sprinkled in. And there will be no attention drawn to the difference between them. PlayStation is selling their console at a very, very good rate, and selling third and second party games is just important, if not more important, than selling first party games. Now, the last bit of feedback that I saw was, I want to see more PSVR 2 games. I saw some people saying this, and while I agree with this, I feel like they may save that for its own state of play. I'm going to talk more about what I want with PSVR 2 in just a second, but as far as we can see, the next state of play, I'm not expecting a strong PSVR 2 presence, and they did that recently in September, so they may be taking a break. And I, again, I'm going to tell you more about what I want from PSVR 2 in just a moment. One more thing I saw that I think needs to be included. It basically falls under the surprise category. I saw folks asking for Ghost of Tsushima 2, or something from Ben Studio, or another first-party studio. Now, I would certainly welcome this, but it may be too early in the year for this. Ghost of Tsushima 2 likely will not see any marketing until the movie's being marketed, and then maybe even the PC port, if in fact it happens. Now, for many of the first-party studios, 
that have been quiet like Sucker Punch or Bend. Unless their game is a surprise release in the first half of 2024, it makes more sense to save them for the summer showcase. In other words, it makes more sense to use a state of play to focus on what is coming in the first quarter or in the near future, stuff that's already been announced, and not really overshadow those games with a big first party reveal. But Sony could always see it differently than I am. I just think that if they suddenly come up for air and they show us something about Ghost of Tsushima 2 or whatever Ben Studio is working on, that may overshadow the games that are just around the corner, and that's probably the primary focus of this state of play. Lastly, what are my thoughts on the potential state of play or a showcase? Now, the first thing I want to say is, I hope there is a very clear gameplay focus. I said the same thing about the Xbox Developer Direct. If you have games that are coming out this year, I expect solid chunks of uncut gameplay. I don't want highly edited, chopped up trailers. Let us see the games. I am fully in support of smaller marketing windows, but that means when you get close to the game's launch, you better have things to show. No more cinematics, no more in-engine, no more rendered footage. Let us see raw, uncut gameplay, especially if the game is right around the corner with its release date. Rise of the Ronin and Helldivers 2, more specifically, for me, I think we've seen enough uncut gameplay of Helldivers 2, but I don't, I'm still not sure about Rise of the Ronin. It looks rough. The animations just don't look that polished. If that was an early build, okay, fine. Let me see what's coming out in just a couple of months. Game slated for the second half of 2024. I'm okay if you want to wait until the summer for lengthy or uncut gameplay. That's fine. But the stuff that's very close at hand, I expect gameplay. And it is probably time to actually show Concord, if I'm honest. Even if the game is landing in the second half of the year, all we have right now is a cinematic trailer. So at the very least, a gameplay reveal trailer, I believe, is in order for Concord. You showed a cinematic trailer last year. It's allegedly coming this year, according to PlayStation's own blog. So show the game. Second, I would like to see a state of play at some point this year to give a clear picture of what PSVR 2 has coming. If it is not a good slate of first-party games, then at least have some good partnerships or established games that get a VR mode. I think things like Resident Evil's VR mode and Gran Turismo 7, that's the key to getting more people into VR and seeing its value. Big first-party titles might be difficult to justify funding given how slow VR will be to start. So I don't necessarily need the PSVR 2 to be part of the state of play, but that needs to be a focus at some point this year, preferably earlier than later. Lastly, I will admit, a surprise appearance would be nice. They may not want to dominate the game's media with a surprise title announcement, whether that or maybe even something shocking like Hi-Fi Rush or Sea of Thieves, or something unexpected like Ghost of Tsushima or Ben Studio. All in all, 2024 is incredibly full, so it'll be interesting watching the three big players, Xbox, Nintendo, and PlayStation, navigate the timing of all of their marketing. So for now, we wait, and we will definitely be watching. But that's just what I think. What do you think? So let me give you my closing thoughts and conclusions here. In all of the times that I've covered showcases and state of plays, there's always the discussion afterward, right? They didn't show enough, or where was this game? Where was that game? The games they showed are mid. Listen, I go into shows like this hoping at least half of the games are interesting or ones that I would like to play with maybe one or two real standouts, you know, one or two that I really, really want to play 
over the rest. But I really want to see more smaller state of plays and smaller showcases. The big showcases can happen in the summer, and then you have the Game Awards. That can be sort of the year-ending event. But I like smaller events that can focus on indie titles, VR titles, or just lesser-known studios. I think that's important. I would love to see that both from Xbox and PlayStation. The second thing I want to say is, while I hope to see a surprise showing from something like Ghost of Tsushima, it's probably not the time to do it. The continued debate about first party versus third party, well, that'll likely continue, but I don't think Sony cares. I'm anticipating this year being another one where PlayStation keeps their first party games and their first party studios close to their chest. My conclusion is this. If the insider info about Xbox first party games coming to PlayStation, if that comes true, the big question is when and how. Given how little they focused on first party last year, and they made zero mention of third party versus first party, they may not see Xbox games coming to their platform as a a distraction during a showcase or a state of play. So, it'll be very interesting to see if and when it happens. No matter what happens, 2024 is shaping up to be a huge year, and those are just my thoughts. Now it's time to hear your thoughts. That's the show open. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. A lot of theories swirling about this one. What's going to be there? Who will be there? You know, I, I, I know people were being somewhat silly and somewhat goofy, but it would be insane if they announced something like Hi-Fi Rush or Sea of Thieves anything like that if that ends up in the showcase or in the state of play honestly if it ends up in any of the showcases this year not even just this state of play like imagine the summer showcase from playstation including a title a first party xbox title that would be kind of wild so Guys, make sure you have gone through the morning ritual. Make sure you have smashed the like button. That always helps this video find more people. Don't forget, we do have merch. I'm wearing the Reforge hoodie. It has the the, the joystick on the back. I'm going to take it off to show you, but also I'm going to take it off because I'm always warm after the... the monologue. There you go. That's on the back. So you can always go to reforgegaming.net if you guys would like to support me, support the channel, and get yourself some merch. Also, reforgeroast.com. Uh, mandated from my source that works with a specific game studio. Wait, what's he saying? What's he responding? I've heard... I've already heard of PS5 versions of some Xbox first-party games already ported and ready. So, Colt Eastwood responded just yesterday to somebody about this, because this guy said, Grub made mention of Sea of Thieves. Steven Totillo reported he's heard intent to bring Sea of Thieves to Switch and PlayStation. You now dismiss their reporting and the opinion uh, of Colt and Tim when they express belief of the information, because it doesn't fit the narrative. So, this guy's talking to somebody else. He's saying, you know, you don't believe this. When Grub and Steven Totillo corroborate on something, it's probably happening, Okay. Colt is saying, I have heard of PS5 versions of some Xbox first-party games already ported and readied. So even his sources are indicating that there are games ready to go. the, the, The timing of these leaks... I'm serious. The timing of these leaks cannot be ignored. It wouldn't surprise me if we find out about this in the near future. Han renewed their membership for three months. It is at the gifted tier. Han, we made a change. The $5 tier is now called gifted. The $6 tier is now called member. We do that because what we want to do is create a trial period. So when we gift a bunch of members, they get into the Discord, they get into some of the content, and if they like it, they can upgrade. So if you're still at that tier, not a lot of people that pay for their own membership are at that tier anymore. Most of everybody's bumped up. Uh, remember to bump up. Is Reforge Roast organic? 
If you go to the reforgeroast.com website, all the pl- favor pl- I can't talk. All of the flavor profiles are there. And I believe they are, right? They are. I believe they're organic. I believe they're multi-origin organic. I think they all are. I don't know if that's included in the flavor profile. Creature could could answer that, but I believe that's even on the bags, isn't it? I think we put that on the bags. Good morning, feed. I see you in the chat. How are you, my friend? Um, I'll have to. You, creature will have to weigh in on that. I'm fairly certain we've gotten this question before. Sorry, I bumped the mic. I'm fairly certain we've gotten this question before, and it is in fact uh, organic. Yes, and you can check the flavor profiles of all three of them at reforgeroast.com. All of our coffee features balanced or low acidity, which makes it very smooth, zero bitterness. Uh, some people do cold brew, some people do it with creamer, some people drink it black, you can pretty much drink it anyway. Let's slide then into the frame so you can see all three bags there. And William Lewis gifts the first member, Han shot first, and so did you, thank you so much. We have a standing goal right now that if you guys can hit 2,500 members before Friday, I'll give you an extra community game night, that way all the gifted members can get a sample. Community game night is for everybody, we've now made it to where you need to be a paying member and not a gifted member if you want to come to the streams with my wife, we just decided to make that split, but community game nights may happen more often if we hit those goals so if you guys can go a little crazy we might be able to do that this week everybody's trying to make me play a fighting game with you guys and uh, that is also part of it if you can hit the stretch goal I don't know if you're going to be able to which I'm happy about PWH Town gifts 5 thank you so much PWH Town I am totally fine if we don't hit the stretch goal because I do not like fighting games. So (laughs) everybody wants to beat me up in a fighting game. I don't know why. I don't know why. We are currently at 2340. So you're only 160 away from the 2500. You guys are crushing it. Thank you so much. And another one comes in from Zinthos. Thank you very much. I mean, if you've got guys like Grub, if you've got guys like Totillo, and now you even have Colt saying, listen, man, this is happening, okay? What, however people want to, you know, um, voice their opinion about it, that's totally fine. There are going to be people that are upset. There are going to be people that defend it, celebrate it, get angry about it. I'm not really interested in that. I'm not. I, we've already kind of did our show about that. But I'm more interested in how PlayStation handles it. Because this this is a show about PlayStation, right? Yo, Gordon McLennan with a a five-spot super chat says, Will you play Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? I know you said you don't really play Final Fantasy games, but the remake and Rebirth are more like action RPG games. I played the remake and I didn't like it, so I will probably skip it. Thank you so much, Gordon. Also, not just for the super chat, but um, also for the gifted member as well. Thank you very much. And we're going to bump the line to eight. Sorry, I got distracted by a question in chat. What are you asking me? You want my microphone name? I think we have a... Um, guys, there's no reason to insult another content creator, right? I should be able to quote a content creator and not have you guys start insulting the person. I don't do that here, okay? I will mention other people. I will disagree with other people. But there is no reason... To, to besmirch and, and insult somebody. We don't do that here as a community. Let the other channels do that. There's there's enough insulting and nastiness on the platform. We don't need to add to it, all right? William Lewis was seven months. See if these would be the obvious move for other platforms as it's a live service game. I don't disagree with you, William Lewis. By the way, William Lewis, you just gifted a member. You're still at the gifted tier. If you want to come to those streams with Madam and stuff, you're going to want to bump up, dude. 
Um, we I wish it was easier to do. Some people have been having trouble doing it. Um, uh, we only insult the paying members around here. That's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. By the way, my, the question about my microphone. I guess the mic command isn't working, or we don't have a mic command. My microphone is a Shure SM7B, and I run it through a cloud lifter, and I run it through a Yamaha analog mixer, and I then run it through a Focusrite preamp. That's my setup. There you go. Sorry. I was like trying to remember all of the steps, how it gets to the computer. My bad. You're fine. You're fine. I, I, I get it. If you guys don't like content creator A or content creator B, that's fine. I'm not I'm not here to tell you who you should or shouldn't like. We just we just don't need to insult people in the chat. That's just not helpful. Um Halo Infant on PS5 with trophies just crazy. I, I that's the one that I'm still like, I don't know, dude. I just I just don't know. And here's why. Here's why. In, in my estimation, there are still going to be titles that Xbox doesn't want to let go of. Now, the one person on the forum said, oh, no, they're, they're considering it. And, you know, it, it, I could see it being the next, the next Halo, not the current one. I still just don't know, dude. Again, my main concern in this discussion is more about what's PlayStation going to do? Do you guys think PlayStation would do that in a state of play or a showcase? Would they view it as a distraction, right? Because that's all anybody's going to be talking about in the game's media. You announce a bunch of games at this showcase, at this state of play, and you throw Hi-Fi Rush in the mix, that's all anybody's going to talk about. Not because Hi-Fi Rush is more popular than every single game announced. Like, Hi-Fi Rush isn't more popular than, like, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth or something like that. Like, a long-standing franchise like Final Fantasy is obviously more popular. But the announcement itself would be bigger. People would be like, oh my gosh, this is really happening. Gavin Hillick with seven months at a gifted says, Sea of Thieves is a poorly rated game. Hi-Fi Rush is critically acclaimed, but not very popular. Do you think it will be any different on PlayStation? I actually think Hi-Fi Rush would do the best on the Nintendo Switch, but I don't know if they could get it to run over there because of it, you know, it's a next-gen only title. Joker Quinn gifts a member and bumps the line to nine. Thank you so much. Some of these guys want to get this extra community game night. Thank you so much, Joker Quinn. Severin Evans with the five spot says, Final Fantasy isn't for me, but I hope you guys enjoy that. I do think it's going to hold people over uh, for a while, though, which is good until more drops come. Uh, Mule says, Lono Foamstars keep tweeting about January 16th being a date to pay attention to. State of play shadow drop. Do you think they would jump in front of Xbox? That would be so weird. If they're going to do a state of play on the 16th, they need to announce it like today or tomorrow. Parasito with five gifted members. Thank you so much. And takes us to 14. Thank you very much, Parasito. Parasito was one of the top uh, gifteds uh, last month. Top gifters. Thank you so much, Raven, for gifting. Putting us at 15. Tempting a 10 bomb to drop on the chat to get us to 25 super fast. Thank you guys so, so much. It's all sales, sales, sales. For example, if Starfield got ported to the PS5, it would sell like crazy. I think Hi-Fi Rush would do fine on PlayStation. I think it would crush on the Switch. 
I'm serious. I think the Nintendo crowd would eat that game up. The art style is very like Jet Grind Radio. It's a rhythm game. It, you know, I just, I just do. I think my my daughter loved it. She saw, uh, she saw Hi-Fi Rush on my thumbnail this morning. She's like, "Are you talking Hi-Fi Rush?" She always gets excited about Hi-Fi Rush. I'm telling you, I think that game would absolutely crush on the Switch. I just don't know if they could get it to run there. See if Thieves has 30 million players, which plays PS, uh, which players PS games has that. I, the, the, the Sea of Thieves number is unimportant, uh, Erotimus, because uh, number one, I have a hard time believing it. Number two, Sea of Thieves has never charted well anywhere as far as player engagement. It just hasn't. Like, the whole total number of player thing, I just, I don't find those stats to be that interesting. Right? You know what I'm saying? Did I say Jet Set Radio? Sorry, Jet Grind Radio. Um, <laughs> I'm, I, did I say Jet Set? Jet Grind. It's Jet Grind Radio, isn't it? Wasn't there another one called Jet Set something? What, why am I crossing my wires on that? I feel like there are two games. Wasn't Jet Grind Radio the sequel to something called Jet Set? My, I didn't play them. My brother played them. He had a Dreamcast, and he loved it. He loved it. He absolutely loved that game. I, I didn't play it. Dope shirt. Thank you, Feed. Other way around. Yo, Rude Gaming with four months says, What's up, chat? Been a bit. Hope all's great. Had a holiday season. Lono, keep doing your thing. Looking forward to uh, Enshrouded this month. Thank you so much, Rude Gaming. Guys, as a reminder, I'm seeing a lot of people renew their membership today, and it says gifted. If you're paying for your own membership, you need to bump up by a dollar. I would make it a penny if I could. I can't do that. I have to make it a dollar. So we have five and we have six. Five dollars is just the gifted tier now, all right? Oh, it's called Jet Set in Japan. It's called Jet Grind in the U.S. Oh, well, there you go. 30 million people played for five minutes and we count that. Yeah, there, there's never been a strong concurrent player pool for Sea of Thieves recently. Like, maybe when it first came out, its concurrent player count was pretty good. But look how old the game is like that game hasn't charted on most played on xbox it's it's steam numbers have never been that good and i i I hate how we only want to show steam charts or steam scores when it's good if it's bad it's just immediately dismissed as like oh nobody plays over there it's like what are you talking about like i i just i don't get that i just it's fine it's fine to think a game is good but don't misrepresent its popularity. That doesn't achieve anything. I, I, I'm not hating on Sea of Thieves. I just don't. I don't think it's ever been a very, very super popular game. I just don't think so. I've, I've, it, it peaked at sixty-six thousand people. Its all-time peak on Steam is sixty-six thousand, and you know, in the last twenty-four hours, it had you know twelve thousand people playing it. That's great for how old it is, but that's clearly just a core audience that won't stop playing. That it's, you know what I'm saying? That's I'm I'm not, and, and this is what always gets misconstrued. Here is somebody will say something like that: thirty million players for Sea of Thieves, and I push back because it's such a misrepresentation. And then I'm going to get cast as always oh, hating on Sea of Thieves and saying it's not popular. Look at this pony, and it's like, no, I'm correcting a false notion. It's such a false notion to be like thirty million players, and it's like, oh come on. 30 million people after all this time have installed it and tried it out. That doesn't mean you have a flourishing player base, right? We only celebrate MAU when it fits. No, MAU's monthly active users. You didn't cite monthly active users. You cited total players. Total players is not monthly active users. 
monthly active users is fine to celebrate if you're actually representing what it's what it's referring to this many people logged in and played this game in a month you can get those reports from bots for like destiny and stuff that's totally fine do you know the mau of sea of thieves i don't think you do i don't think anybody does again i don't think sea of thieves is all that popular right now i just don't think it is that's not hate that's just a matter of fact i i don't think a game that's been out for that long that only hit sixty-six thousand peak on steam then in the last 24 hours only hit twelve thousand player peaks on steam i don't think that game is super popular right now that's not scandalous to say that's not hateful to say that's just pretty clear by looking at all indications of where the game currently ranks on both of the platforms where it exists that is not that harsh to say You have to see that it's okay to admit things about games for the platform that you like. It's totally fine to be like, yeah, it's probably not that popular anymore. It's been out for a really long time. Just for context. Yeah, just for context, Destiny's sort of down bad, right? Everybody's been bashing on Destiny. Destiny has 42,000 people playing it right now. Just by way of comparison, like Destiny has 42,000 people playing right now. 12,000 people was the peak in the last 24 hours for Sea of Thieves. So I don't think they would bring it to PlayStation because it's a super popular live service game. I think they would bring it because it's a live service game that's already up and running, that's already getting serviced, that's already getting content. That's why they would bring it. I don't think they would bring it because they're like, yo, this game... This game's crushing it right now, dude. There's so many people playing it. I don't I don't think that would be the motivation. The motivation would be we want to have more live service games. We want to have more ongoing content and this game's already up and running. Rare does good work. It's a good game. It's a beautiful game. I love the game. I've always just wanted PvE servers. That's all I've ever wanted. True SSJ Havoc with a $5 super chat tip says, "I'm part of the 30 million and I only played for like 5 minutes." I also think that's why always citing total player count for games that hit Game Pass, it just can be really misleading because it's like, well, you got 25 million people that could install the game and play for five minutes and never come back, right? Do we want to look at how many people installed and actually got past the first 10 minutes of Hi-Fi Rush? What about people that installed and didn't get past the first 10 or 15 minutes of Starfield? Plenty of people have done that. You can look at the achievements. Now, I said that recently in defense of Hi-Fi Rush. I said, it's a rhythm game and it's got a unique cartoon style. So, when you look at the completion ratings on it, on the trophies, I said, you have to understand, those numbers are always going to be a lot lower on a Game Pass game because tons of people installed the game to try it out and then decided they didn't like it. That doesn't mean that the game is bad because there were people trying to use the trophies on Xbox to say that. I don't think that's a fair representation. But, in my defense of Hi-Fi Rush, if you're going to accept that defense and say, you know what, he's right, a lot of people probably installed Hi-Fi Rush and didn't get very far, and that's why the achievements are, are low on the percentage, then you also have to flip that coin over and say, that means a lot of games are going to have inflated player counts. You're going to have games like Sea of Thieves, like 30 million. It's like, yeah, over the course of five or six years, anybody with Game Pass could install your game and try it out for an afternoon. That doesn't mean anything. A game like that, what's important is concurrent players, daily averages, MAU actually does matter for a game like that. Not total players after like seven years. 
that's the issue. I think the most likely game that we see, I think the one that would probably, I actually think would do quite well, I still think it would do better on Nintendo, I think Hi-Fi Rush makes more sense because of its critical acclaim, because of its score on Steam, the game went viral, right? It did. It gave, the game went viral. And if I'm Xbox, and I look at the engagement numbers for that thing on Xbox, I'm like, dude, get that over there on PlayStation. Let those guys over there buy it. Gee, many Christmas. This is a great game. It's an, it's an award-nominated game. It's, it's been nominated for awards. Why are we not selling this game over there? That's That would be my take on it. Again, I keep coming back to... I keep coming back to how's PlayStation going to want to handle this? Are they going to view games like Hi-Fi Rush or Sea of Thieves as a distraction? Are they going to view that as like almost disruptive to their marketing to say, I mean, if we talk about that in a state of play, that's all anybody's going to talk about. They're not going to talk about any of our games. They're not going to be focusing on any of the third-party games that we, you know, that we want. It went viral. Yeah, when it shadow dropped, it was trending everywhere. Yeah. I mean, that's that's viral in my mind. Award winning. Right, it won an award, didn't it? It didn't just get nominated. It won an award. So it's an award winning game. So it's like, why would you not sell that on other platforms? But again, if if I'm... If, if you're raising your eyebrow to that, me first, please. Do you remember when they shadow dropped Hi-Fi Rush? It trended on Twitter. Everybody talked about it. When I opened up YouTube, that's all anybody was talking about was Hi-Fi Rush. Listen, if you're the one for best sound, okay, great. Well-deserved, right? Well-deserved. If you're on the PlayStation side of things and you don't like Xbox, there's nothing wrong with admitting that Hi-Fi Rush really took the world by storm when it launched. It did. Everybody everywhere was talking about it. Awards don't matter? Um, According to you, they don't matter. I think they do matter. The DICE Awards are happening right now, right? Like, I think they do matter. I think recognizing excellence in game design and innovation and performances from voice actors, I think awards really matter. I think it's a great thing to do. I think it's a way for gaming to be taken more seriously. I think it's a way for the, the medium to continue to move forward. I, I think I think what Jeff Keighley's doing is great. Even though the gaming press couldn't wait two minutes to, you know, call him a coward. Because I guess he was supposed to, you know, light a candle and do an in memoriam for all the layoffs. I guess for the whole world. I, you know what I'm saying? Thank you so much for the coffee order. A bag of dark roast. Somebody with the first name. Your first name starts with L. I'm not gonna. I don't want to say your name out loud. Um, but there you go. I awarded myself a beer. Praise me. Uh, no, you're being disingenuous. They talked about it, but did they play it? You're, you're making the point, aren't you, Justification? Aren't you making the point? If I'm, if I'm an Xbox executive at, I don't know, any level, and I look at the numbers on Hi-Fi Rush, I've got questions. I'm like, I, I'd be like, dude, what happened? We shadow dropped that game at the beginning of the year. We had nothing to compete with because it was the beginning of the year. It trended on Twitter. Everybody wrote an article. Everybody made a video. Why is no one playing this game? What What's going on here? If I was a high level... Oh, that was you, Joker Quinn. Thank you so much, Joker Quinn, for ordering a bag of co- uh, coffee. I'd have some questions. Like, what are we doing here? This is a great game from one of our better... St- from one of our best studios. What are we doing? What? Let's sell this thing. Put it somewhere else. Goodness gracious. 
Look at its score on Steam. You know what I'm saying? You can't look at that as an executive and not have questions about are what we it's just is what we're doing making any sense? Like we we have a game, do we drop it? We surprise the world. Everybody's talking about it for at least a week, and this is its performance. Get the frick out of here! I'd be immediately saying we got to try to sell this on other platforms because everybody's gonna everybody wants to play this thing. I say everybody, you know what I mean. If I took the world by storm, I feel like you guys don't remember that week. I, I feel like you don't remember that week. It's all anybody was talking about. Every time I opened Twitter, every time I opened YouTube, I was getting hit in the face with Hi-Fi Rush. Like, come on, give that game its flowers. I'm, I'm saying that because of that, that market reality, the fact that everybody was talking about it, it's got great scores everywhere, and the engagement with the game on Xbox is low. So they're saying... Let's put it on PlayStation. And my question is, PlayStation knows that a game like that can go viral. Do you think PlayStation wants Hi-Fi Rush in their state of play? That's right. Let's talk about PlayStation. Do you think Hi-Fi Rush, do you think they want to throw that in their state of play? Hi-Fi Rush was trashed? By who? What are you talking about? Who trashed that game? It has a great score on Steam. What's its Metacritic? What are you talking about? Now, you might have seen, like, I don't know. You might have seen guys that that, that identify as a Sony pony cr- trashing it. It has an 87 on Metacritic. Three points shy of a 90. It's got an 8.9 user score on Metacritic, which is incredibly hard to do because of review bombers and losers. At a 3,000 score. Come on, dude. It didn't get trashed. What are you even talking about? I don't remember it getting trashed at all. Brian M, you say no. You don't think PlayStation would want to put this into their uh, into their showcase, into a state of play? I think I, I I'm I'm split on it. I see it both ways. I could see PlayStation saying, if we put Hi-Fi Rush in a state of play, that's all anybody's going to talk about. Now they might think that that's really really good. Because why? Because everyone's saying Hi-Fi Rush on PlayStation, Hi-Fi Rush on PlayStation. Like that's everybody talking about PlayStation. Right? YouTube Lurker gets a 10 bomb off the ground and takes us to 25 just like that. If you guys can hit 2,500 members before Friday, I will give Madam the night off and we'll do a community game night, an extra one. You always get a community game night last Friday of the month, but we'll do an extra one this month. If you can hit the stretch goal, you can beat me up. Currently, Hi Fi Rush has a 4.6. A 4.6 on the Xbox store. That is an amazing score. That's great. That's a 92. It has like a 93 or a 94 on Steam. Nobody trashed that game. It's it's everybody that's played it loves it. Now, there are people that played it and put it down, sure. But I would say that's probably more because it's a rhythm game. I'm not a huge fan of rhythm games either, if I'm honest. There was that Hellsinger game, and it looked cool, and the music was spectacular. Joker Quinn's the Agent of Chaos. He pushes it past to 26, and what's going on? 11, no, 12 members out of nowhere taking us to 37 in the blink 
of an eye. You guys are insane. We've got a member train if I've ever seen one. Hop on. You can gift a single. You can gift a five bomb. And when you get a gifted, you get in our Discord. You get into community game nights as a way to sample the content. If you like the content, if you like the community, if you like the Discord, you can upgrade for a dollar and get into more. I remember a lot of us were happy Xbox finally got a solid title again. Did we forget? Uh, come on! I'm the Agent of Chaos. Thank you so much, True SSJ Havoc, for the two super chat. No, you missed it. You missed it. Joker Quinn was the Agent of Chaos. Then Super Gaming with a five bomb. Then Hotshot with a five bomb. Then a single from True SSJ Havoc. Thank you, you guys, for gifting members. If you got a gifted member, make sure and say thank you to those people. So Eugene's got an image for me to look at here. Let me let me take a peek at this image here. Uh, let me see what you're showing me. And we got an email. We got an email here uh, from Phil Spencer. I'm fine with uh, Fallout 76 in PS Now. Uh, we have not allowed Minecraft to support PS Now as we do see PS Now as a competition to Game Pass and we don't want need to support their financial position with PS Now which would just allow them to compete more effectively with Game Pass. And another from Raijin. He jumps on the member train. Thank you so much Raijin for pushing the line. I don't know why I feel different about Fallout 76 so open to conversation here. In my view, Fallout 76 is in an interesting place. Obviously started rough. Team stays focused on improving and finding a larger audience. Feels like we either need to see this thing getting to 10 million MAU across all platforms or decide to move on from it. And if you believe PS Now can support it, gaining relevance, then I'm supportive. My point about sharing conversations about deals is I want our collective capability to negotiate with platforms to be realized. When Activision or EA comes to Xbox to push for better financials on our platform they do not do this title by title they come to us with their full slate and basically say that they will hold back support for xbox across the portfolio if we don't negotiate with their for full portfolio they do not allow us to say we'd like to support call of duty and diablo and forget about tony hawk and crash bandicoot as an example so i don't want any platform sony included to be able to pick us apart title by title we are one portfolio and i want us to get better economics and support by other platforms based on the full weight of our portfolio which is big now so i'd like to use us I'd like to use us being more collaborative in how we engage other platforms. Now, Eugene, why are you sharing that with me? Are you saying that if they bring stuff to PlayStation, they're going to they're gonna leverage their full slate, not just one game? Yo, Grady, welcome back. Some of you guys that may not have been here in a while, we did make some changes in the new year. We have three tiers of membership. Forget the, the upper tiers we're going to get rid of. I'm actually asking the higher level VIPs to downgrade. Yes. I'm the worst e-beggar on the internet. I'm asking people to give me less money. We want you guys to downgrade. We only have three tiers now. We have gifted, we have member, and we have VIP. If you want to get into all of the content, you need to be at the at the member tier for six bucks. The gifted tier at five is reserved for just gifting. So if you're currently paying for that tier, you want to upgrade uh, for a dollar. This is why. All right, hang on. What's Eugene got? What is this? Fallout 76 almost died, but PlayStation saved it, according to Insider Gaming. Well, I need to throw that in uh, in my Reacts folder. That's definitely something to pay attention to. When did that article get posted? That's the is that a new one? And Quintar drops a ten bomb. He's like, "Come on, boys, let's hit this goal. You are amazing, Quintar, putting us two away from fifty guys. Every twenty-five, I give five. That is why we roll the goal forward. Okay, 
I know I know people love to misrepresent this as well, but the reason the goal rolls forward is every 25 members, I give five back to the community. I gifted over 4,000 members of this community last year. So you guys keep doing it, and I'll keep doing it, and we'll keep growing. Thank you very much. And Darth Nihilus gifts a member to take us to 49. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Right on the door, 750. You're such a jerk asking people to pay less. That was the name of a shoe store, wasn't it? Is that still around? Is Payless Shoes still around? I, my mom always took us to Payless. We, we didn't have a we didn't have a ton of money growing up. So you go to places that literally say, hey, you'll come here and pay less, right? Microsoft puts the game's health above any potential benefit to Sony. Now that's an interesting insight, Eugene. So Phil's email makes it clear that they put... Oh, that's an older article. That's in September of last year. That's in September of last year. That's actually really interesting. So if you think about PlayStation and their state of play and whether or not like Hi-Fi Rush or Sea of Thieves will be there, Bill Spencer basically says in that email about Fallout 76, if we can't get to 10 million MAUs, we got to cut bait here and move on. So they could be looking at a game like Sea of Thieves and literally saying that. Throw it, throw it over there. Throw it on PS Now. I don't care. The game's health is what matters. And if you can't get the MAUs up, then we'll we'll leave the game behind. Now, I don't know if he's only saying that because Fallout 76 is such a big and well-known title from Bethesda, right? Or is that their rule in general? I'd be curious what the MAU is on Sea of Thieves. 10 million seems really, really high for Sea of Thieves. I, I don't know. That seems really high. Zubair says, don't lie. You just don't want us to feel accomplished and proud. Why do you hate us, Papa? Oh, sorry. I had a bit of a flashback. <laughs> uh, yeah, the version two of the DualSense. Yeah, so if you guys didn't see this, there's a new version of the PlayStation DualSense controller, a V2 or a version two that apparently has like 12 hours of battery life or something insane. Now, I don't know if this is coming out maybe just as a new accessory that they'll, you know, they'll talk about at the state of play or something, or are they laying the groundwork for the PS5 Pro to not just come with an upgraded console, but an upgraded, you know, controller as well. They, uh, they must shut down in certain states because it's not uh, in mine anymore. It hasn't been there for years. Oh, the Payless shoes. Lono, PlayStation refused to acknowledge Minecraft Legends, a bigger IP on PlayStation than Xbox. Then why would they include Hi-Fi in a state of play? PlayStation will just post a YouTube trailer and leave it at that, like Quake 2. That's a good point, Mule. That's a good pattern of... I would say that's decent deduction there to say, listen, they didn't ever talk about Minecraft Legends. That's a pretty big title. That's a pretty big brand. Uh, They didn't, you're saying, so you're saying Quake 2 wasn't included in anything PlayStation did as another indication that like, yeah, no, they didn't, they didn't talk about it. I guess the difference here would be like, like Steven Totillo said, this would be the first time something like this happened. Would PlayStation want to capitalize on that and throw it in a, and throw it in a state of play or a showcase? Would they want to? I don't know. I honestly don't know. 
if you really cared about a game, you would buy the platform it was released for. That's a weird sentence because plenty. Why would somebody care for a game? Are are what you're trying to say is if you really wanted to play a game, you would just buy the platform it was released for. Why would somebody do that? Plenty of people buy one system. There are plenty of people who just buy a Nintendo or an Xbox or a PlayStation and they constantly look at other games and say, man, it'd be great if I could play that game. So you're just going to wag your finger in their face and be like, buy the console. I mean, that's, that's fine. I don't think consumers think like that. I don't think that they do. I think they see something that they like and they wish that they could have it. I think that's just normal. You're calling it hypocrisy. You know what hypocrisy is, right? It's when you preach against doing something and then you do it yourself, right? Like, I don't know, just off the top of my head, you know, being being really self-righteous about toxicity while being toxic and awful. Like, that would be, you know, just a random example of hypocrisy. Somebody saying, man, I'd really love to play Hi-Fi Rush, but... I, I don't have the scratch to put together. I'm not at a spot where I can buy another console. I don't think there's any hypocrite. There's anything hypocritical about somebody saying that or doing that. That's not how. That's not how the word hypocrisy works. Now, if somebody said something to the effect of like, um, you know, I, I think games should be everywhere. I think people should buy games, and then they were constantly refusing to buy games. I think that you would refer to that as hypocrisy. Like they're they're not practicing what they preach. Right? PS5 is outselling Xbox because it's just better? Well, I don't... The consoles themselves, I don't think that's a fair statement. I think the Xbox Series X and the PS5 are actually quite close to each other. I think PlayStation's winning that fight for a handful of reasons. They, they, they actually landed some of the killing blows last generation, and they're riding off of that momentum, and it certainly helps that they've had a stronger first-party presence in 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 this generation like denying that is just is just silly there's no reason to deny that you you can you can love your xbox a ton and you can you can put it next to you on your pillow at night i don't that doesn't matter you got to admit playstation's had a better first party showing this generation and because of that they've they've tilted the scales even further in their favor xbox just didn't come out of the gate strong this gen JC gifts a member. And that's why I think, thank you for helping us hit 50, JC. And that's why I think, and there it is, True SSJ Havoc says, I want Agents of Chaos and I'll have it. Everybody was holding their breath on, is anybody going to hit the 50? Thank you so much. <laughs> I was like, we're going to hit 49 and we're going to stop. Is that what we're going to do? <laughs> I knew, I knew what was going on. I knew it was going on. If you got a gifted membership, make sure and get in the Discord. We've been doing some fun stuff in there on the weekends. It's a great place to hang out, and you get access as a gifted member. So I think a state of play, I I do think this is different. Like, Mule made a really good point that, like, PlayStation didn't talk about Minecraft Legends in their state of play or their showcases. They didn't really talk about, uh, you know, the the remaster of, uh, of, what was it, Quake 2 that they didn't do that with? Is that what you said? Hang on, Mulen's talking again. Let me look at your channel activity. You threw that one in there too, didn't you? Uh, how do I see all your comments in this? There we go, there we go. 
Yeah, yeah, Quake 2. You said, no, they dropped the trailer for Quake Remastered and they just didn't acknowledge it. They definitely tweet, they would definitely tweet about Hi-Fi. I could see it being PlayStation's UK Twitter coming up with a very punny tweet, tongue-in-cheek. The most marketing the PlayStation version of Hi-Fi will get from PlayStation is if the PlayStation UK's Twitter comes up with another tongue-in-cheek, punny tweet. And a two-spot from True SSJ Havoc says, got it, Agent of Chaos, there you go. Somebody take it away from him. Don't don't let it sit there on 51. Come on. Ruin ruin true SSJ Havoc's moment. So just let's move this along here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um Yeah, I, I Mule again. Again, I think the difference is is that this is not Minecraft Legends. This is not Quake. This is a mainline title. We're hearing about Sea of Thieves. We're hearing about Hi-Fi Rush. We're hearing about Starfield and Redfall. Right? This is you're ignoring, you're choosing to ignore logic. That's my point. If I wanted to play God of War or Spider-Man, people would say just buy a PlayStation. Right. I think what you're doing, Dean, is you're projecting onto the conversation what people commonly refer to as port begging. Nobody's port begging here. We're talking about what has been confirmed by insiders to be happening. That's not port begging. It isn't. That would be like saying, yeah, this guy just reported that, you know, the Amazon's The Boys is coming to Netflix. Why are you begging for The Boys to come to Netflix? No one's begging for that. We're merely talking about what an insider said. Insiders with, with that get good intel have said this. Colt Eastwood himself has said... He, from his own sources, has heard there are ports already ready to go for PlayStation 5. That's not port begging. We're just talking about what's happening. And a lot of the people in here that you're, you know, having a go at, they already have the games you're talking about or the systems that you're talking about. I have every system. My my daughter beat Hi-Fi Rush. I don't have to port beg for Hi-Fi Rush reported (laughs) port begging is in reverse at the corporate level we're talking about the the actual marketing strategy of PlayStation, we're talking about Microsoft's own strategy with their property, there's an email from Phil Spencer, he says that the health of a game matters more if they can get a game to better MAUs they're willing they are absolutely willing to do that what is this? All over print recycled hoodie will undergo changes. We'll introduce four new sizes and new logo placement. Oh, cool. I was like, I thought they were maybe getting rid of it. I was like, oh no. Uh, we can do something with that, maybe. All over print merch or something. Um, I'll port bag every day. I like the freedom of my PC and I don't want to buy a whole console for maybe half a dozen games that I genuinely want to play enough to even consider buying the console. Technically, it's only confirmed until Xbox announces it. Well, I'm not saying this is confirmed. I'm saying this is pretty solid stuff, Erotimus. You and you've been around long enough. I've been doing this long enough to know when this many people say it, it's happening, bro. It's happening. There's no way there's no way that there are this many insiders saying the same thing and it's just all bu- it's all a bunch of smoke and no fire. I don't think so. 
updated plays are also marketing things for Sony. I just don't see Sony serving Xbox. They have a lot of partners, uh, and often, if you look at state of plays, the majority are unknown indies, rare, uh, rare for first party. I mean, I don't think that you're wrong. I just feel like a lot of things have been changing, right? I I I, I think a lot of things are changing. Oh, did you do something new with your hair? No, whenever we're in the final weeks, like right before a haircut, it gets kind of wild. If I could take a pill and keep it like this length all the time, I would. Every time I get it cut, there's like a week or two where it's a little too short. And I don't like it. And then like in the middle, it's it's great. It's, it's okay. And then like the last week or two, I'm like, oh, this is exactly what I want. But then it gets too long and I can't do anything with it. Like I wish I could like turn a little dial, you know? Can we get that? Come on, Elon. Give me a little dial to turn on the side of my head for hair length and then just, you know. Yeah, he showered. Certainly new. <laughs> That's gross. Not showering is gross. Gross to, insin- <laughs> gross to insinuate that I don't shower. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, state of plays are also marketing things for some... Yeah, okay. I wanted to respond to that, Mule. I don't think that you're wrong, right? I don't think that you're wrong, but I do think times are changing, right? Can we get a skincare routine? No, I do need to maybe get something for under here. Somebody recently did a video and he was working with a company that he said he, you know, he liked their skincare products and it helped him with the, the dark circles under his eyes. I always, I, I always look like I just woke up until like halfway through the day. Even if I get a good night's sleep, it's all, I always have like the the puffiness under my eyes. It's dark too. I hate it. Um, I could agree that a lot's been changing, says Mule. We're living in wild times. I mean, literally, first party Xbox games are about to launch on PlayStation. I can only go with or base from what has come before. Remember last year, there were a lot of rumors coming from insiders saying there was going to be a second Sony showcase and it never happened. Yes, but Erotimus what they were talking about was actually real and planned. It just didn't happen. Like, you remember, Tom Henderson said, there are games ready to go. Where are they? They just got bumped. And then we found out PlayStation internally delayed a bunch of stuff. So the insiders still had good info. It's just that the plans changed. Now, you might push back and say, well, there you go. They have good info, but the plans might change. These games might not come to PlayStation. I I mean... Generally speaking, I don't think you build and have ports ready to go to PlayStation and then just throw them in the bin. I don't think so. What what happened with the second showcase and all those games of PlayStation? They just got bumped. They didn't disappear into thin air. They just internally delayed a bunch of stuff. So the point that I'm making is they had good intel. The strategy just changed. I don't think there's a strategy change here. If there are ports ready to go of first-party Xbox games, buddy, they're coming. They're not going to just sit them there. They're going to make money off of them. They're in the business of making money. They are not in the business of stroking console-warring egos. They don't give a frick about that. They don't. And I'll tell you why. Because Phil Spencer basically told you it's over. We can't win that fight anymore. And when he says that, it's basically him saying, we're not fighting that fight anymore. We're fighting a different fight. 
I just keep coming back to PlayStation. How is PlayStation going to handle this? Which is the debate that Mule and I are having going back and forth. The idea that, like, his position is there's no way PlayStation's going to market something that helps Xbox. They're not going to mention it in a state of play. They're not going to mention it in a showcase. My pushback to that is... PlayStation right now, as far as we can tell, they are getting consumer they are getting consumer migration in the U, in the US market. Because Xbox's sales have slowed to a, just a very very slow pace and PlayStation's has picked up. Seemingly, they're getting people in the US market to switch sides. I think that's one of the reasons you're seeing PlayStation lean into not, I think that's one of the reasons they they delayed games internally, right? They delayed games internally because it's like we we don't we're gonna have so many people buying PlayStation PlayStation fives. They, they'll have so many games to buy. We don't need to throw all these games out right now. They're also working on remasters and remakes. Why? You're gonna have so many new people in the ecosystem, and you want your first party titles just right there waiting for them at the highest graphical fidelity. They want a brand new PlayStation 5 owner who is coming from Xbox to be able to buy The Last of Us at next-gen level. Right? That's the point. They're winning that fight. Because they're winning that fight, does it help them convert more people to say, we're getting Xbox titles now too? Completely diminishing the reason for consumers to think why would I need that? Why would I need an Xbox? I'll just go to PlayStation. Do you see the marketing strategy that might get employed there to be like, we, we got all the games now. You don't need to go anywhere else. Isn't that a monopoly? No, because Nintendo won't be there. And there's PC only titles that won't be there. The market's not about to be monopolized if Xbox first party titles start hitting the PlayStation 5. William Lewis with a $2 super chat tip. Phil said in the past. He wants users, not Xbox sales. Mule says, maybe I could see that angle. Right. I see it both ways, Mule. And that's why I think this is a fun discussion. Like, I completely see it both ways. One side of my brain 100% agrees with you. PlayStation's not even going to acknowledge it. Oh, yeah, you want to come over here? That's fine. That's fine. We're not putting you in any of our stuff. Right? Like, they might have that attitude. Now, did they ever put Fallout 76 on PS Now? Did they ever do that? I actually don't know. I'm asking because I I don't remember. I've never played Fallout 76. Donut says, oh, good. You're talking about the good I don't need an Xbox Now point that I was going to jump in with. Good to see you, Donut. Because I would imagine if they were willing to put Fallout 76 on PS Now, they might be open, you know. You're, the last time here as the, as the fake quartering. What, can you change your name back tomorrow? They're getting complacent again? Who's getting complacent? I just find it strange. They buy these two major publishers and they want to buy more to expand the market reach for Game Pass to turn around and sell games on the competitor system. I'll tell you why, Erotimus. You were here the day that I covered the CFO's remarks. The CFO has already answered your question. Do you remember what he said? He's already answered your your quandary because I don't think you're unique in the quandary. I think a lot of people are thinking the same thing you're thinking. What the 
dick, Xbox. You bought all this stuff. Now you can really convince people to come to Game Pass and you're going to turn around and sell the stuff on other platforms? The CFO has already answered your quandary. He said, we're going to start going into high margin markets. What he's saying is, you're going to start a, you're going to see a shift in strategy. We're going to start putting first party stuff on the competitors. Why? Higher margins. It's good for us. That's great for us. Yeah, sell it over there. That's amazing. Putting it on Game Pass is low margins for them. There's no high margin on a game with the marketing strength of Starfield. There's no there's no margin there throwing that on Game Pass. At least not a high margin. Well, oh yeah, you signed up for Game Pass for $10 so you could play one of the biggest games they've they've they're going to have in a long time. Oh, well we had our highest increase of Game Pass subscribers in a single day. Okay, there's low margins on that. We all know that's not high margin. You know what high margin is? $70 for a game. It's $50-60 for a game and you get you get a cut of that selling it on somebody else's platform. That's high margin. That's how Apple makes more money off of gaming than like everybody combined. You know how they do it? 30% off everything that gets sold. So Xbox is thinking, we have a a, a literal Congress-sized library of games now. Just sell it everywhere. Let's Let's just make a ton of money. What are we even talking about? They're not looking at Game Pass as high margin. They're looking at Game Pass as part of the ecosystem, as part of them having a foot in the market. But even Phil told the Brazilian regulators it's only going to be about 50% of our budget, our annual revenue. Yeah, I mean, Matt Piscatella responded to this on Twitter. He says, there isn't this massive audience of Xbox owners that haven't yet bought into Game Pass that will do so because of the addition of those titles to the library. Like, Activision Blizzard titles hitting Game Pass isn't going to change things that much. You know what changes things for Microsoft? You know what changes things for Xbox? Selling their games on PlayStation. An audience that is significantly larger than the Xbox audience and an audience that has no problem spending money. They've proven that. They, they, the PlayStation audience has no problem buying games. They don't, they don't even bat an eye. They, their games do very well. Their first party games sell very well. So you go, you go where the spenders are. The CFO was addressing an audience who don't follow the gaming industry so they would know how the merger benefits Microsoft. Okay. Take what you just said, Erotimus, and really think about it for just a second. The CFO says, This is how the merger benefits us. Does he talk about Game Pass? No. He talks about taking their property into high-margin markets, like Nintendo and PlayStation. He's already answered your question, brother. He already told you, this is what this merger does for us. And I keep coming back to this question. What does PlayStation do with this? Does PlayStation capitalize and throw it in a showcase? Is the is the PlayStation state of play that's coming up going to drop a bomb on the world and say, Hi-Fi Rush is coming to PlayStation? 
they'll dominate the headlines for a week with that because everyone's saying it's happening it did it have playstation just put it in their state of play or sea of thieves now you might look at it and say no playstation doesn't want to do that they don't want to dominate the headlines with an xbox title i don't know it goes both ways i, I i'm split on it because playstation could say this is it this is our final push we're gonna make it very clear you don't even need an xbox we're getting all the games or they could say, that's counterproductive, it's going to overshadow our games, it's going to overshadow these second and third party games. No, we don't We don't need to make mention of that. Eugene says, for three years, Microsoft has been analyzing ABK and Bethesda PlayStation sales numbers. What do you think they saw? Billions left on the table when they ignore PlayStation users. This is why I said that I felt they left the door open for Starfield to come to PlayStation. They always phrased it, launches exclusively, launches exclusively. And when I looked up that phrase, the only games I could find that used the phrase launches exclusively were timed exclusives. Because if you look at the Fallout 4 sales, you cannot deny there is an armada of people on PlayStation that are like, I'd have bought Starfield. Maybe not now. PR around the game's not so hot. But maybe, just maybe, the updates every six months, I'm sorry, weeks, just maybe the updates every six weeks to Starfield, maybe that has to do with something else. Maybe that has to do with you got to turn that game around. You need a 2.0 moment. You need to get things ready for that DLC. Because we need to sell that game over there. And we can't do that right now. Mm-mm. Not with that Steam score stink on it. It ain't going to sell over there very well. Uh-uh. The word of mouth around that game, are you freaking kidding me? Maybe the updates every six weeks and the big Starfield DLC that they made sure to confirm is coming this year. It could be tied to something completely different than our duty to Game Pass subscribers. I'm just telling you, I'm telling you, they had a build of that game in PlayStation, and I don't think you look at the number of times, at the, at the quantity of sales of Fallout 4 on the PlayStation platform, I don't think you look at that as an executive and say, no, that's fine, we don't need that money. We have better money over here. No, they want all of the money. They want as much money as they can get. <sighs> Parasito says, technically, Game Pass is one of their properties, too. Could they be trying to push Game Pass to PlayStation, or would Sony block that because of PSN? Okay, that is certainly something we've been seeing. That, you know, oh, such and such and such where Game Pass is. Such and such and such where Game Pass is, right? We're, We're seeing that lingo used. I can't conceive of a world where PlayStation would ever allow that. I can't. The most leverage that Xbox has in that equation would be Call of Duty. Xbox can't leverage Starfield. Not even Starfield would be leveraged to say, You want Starfield? <laughs> Only if you put Game Pass on your system. PlayStation would say, Ah, buzz off. Yeah. We're not doing that. We have our own subscription service. Our subscription service has roughly double the subs that yours does. We don't want your sub service over here. Not interested. It's counterproductive for our ecosystem to put your subservice on here, okay? 
So I don't think so. The only game that Microsoft could leverage to get PlayStation to say yes to that would be Call of Duty. But that's a symbiotic relationship. That's a symbiotic relationship because if they try to say, well, what if we don't bring Call of Duty to PlayStation? That'd be a shame. And PlayStation would be like, yes, for you. For you. You make a lot of money off of Call of Duty on our platform. Seems like it would hurt you more than us. Because we only get 30%. You get the rest. Do you honestly want to do this? You want to play chicken with Call of Duty? That's how I see that debate going, right? I don't I don't I don't think I don't think that they would say well, yeah, we're going to pull COD from PlayStation unless you let us put Game Pass over there. PlayStation would be like, "Go for it." In- enjoy explaining, enjoy explaining to your shareholders why you lost so much revenue this year. Go for it. Like, I don't think that conversation would go the way people thinks thinks that it will go. There's just no way. When 48 per- if you're going to cut off 48% of your sales of an item, you need to be able to turn around and explain that to the shareholders. And I don't think that I don't think Xbox could. Well, we really wanted to put Game Pass over there. Why? Why would you want to put Game Pass on PlayStation? Why? We sell Call of Duty on PlayStation and we make a bundle doing it. Why would we ever want to put Game Pass on PlayStation? That doesn't make any sense. Because if Microsoft starts putting Call of Duty onto Game Pass, it's completely counterproductive to put Game Pass on PlayStation. You're just voluntarily making less money? What the frick? That would be dumb. It would be incredibly dumb. Microsoft's best course of action is to sell the games in as many places as they can, and the entire time they do that, they also get to say, you could also play it day one on Game Pass. You want to play that new Call of Duty? That's great. That's great. You can buy it on PlayStation. Sure, have a ball. Or you can play it day one on Game Pass. How is that not an absolute winning strategy? Like, that's the strategy. That's the way they get back to a... Maybe not back to... That's their path to a strong standing in the gaming industry. Is they bolster the value of their own ecosystem and they make buckets of cash from the other platforms. No, Nintendo's not doing that. PlayStation's not doing that. What if those games don't sell on PlayStation? It can end up backfiring. That's why I said today, because today's about the PlayStation state of play. But obviously, the big question in the room is, we just had all these insiders say, these games are coming to PlayStation. Is PlayStation going to include that in their state of play? That's the big question I keep coming back to. Yo, Skatenator, my man, dropping a five bomb on the chat and taking us to 56, tempting a 20 bomb agent of chaos. There's some big boys here that just might take us to 76 in one click. They make more money on Candy Crush and then they move it off PlayStation. They're moving it to Nintendo. Okay. That Golly, that sentence is all over the place. All right, Erotimus, think about this with me for a second. That's not how businesses think. They don't say, well, we make more money on Candy Crush, so it's fine for us to lose billions over here. That's not how businesses operate. 
you never justify loss of profit and revenue to your shareholders by saying well we make more money on candy crush they that they would be get laughed out of the boardroom they'd be like you're an idiot not you erotimus they would tell that guy you're dumb you can't justify losing profit and revenue by just pointing to other profit and revenue that's not how it works you have to justify it and say we were willing to lose 48% of, of Call of Duty sales. We, we were willing to lose that because uh, um, because what? What's the reasoning? They would never be able to provide a good enough reason, I don't think. We wanted to put Game Pass on PlayStation. Why on earth would you want to do that? Why would you want to put Game Pass on PlayStation? We make more money per sale of Call of Duty over there than we'll make on a Game Pass subscription over there. Are you kidding me? No, we're not doing that. And Ghost in the Garage Gaming does it. He hears the bat signal and he drops the 20 bomb. This man was in the ring all weekend for me, duking it out with people that have IQs lower than their shoe size. I appreciate you so much, Ghost in the Garage Gaming. He's also the agent of chaos. He pushes us to 70 Six in the blink of an eye. That's the man right there. I now owe you guys 15. You guys might get your you might get your extra community game night this Saturday. You just have to hit 2500 and this guy just got you even closer. Thank you so so much dude. You the man. Microsoft would not put Game Pass on PlayStation. They would lose another 30% on a low margin service. Right. You have to... Listen, listen. I'll tell you why we know Microsoft's not interested in putting Game Pass on PlayStation. I'll tell you why we know this. Not just because Phil Spencer said it to Windows Central, but because the CFO made it very clear what their strategy is. Their strategy... He didn't say... You're going to see us try to put Game Pass on our platforms. He says, you're going to see us put first-party property on what was previously considered a competitor. That is like a sentence that is just like drenched in insight. There's so much insight there. Previously viewed as a competitor. That in and of itself is enormous. It's like, wait, what? You, you You no longer view PlayStation as a competitor? Two weeks before he said that, Bill Spencer tells Famitsu, we consider PlayStation and Nintendo part of the Xbox community. What? The interviewer for Famitsu was like, when did this change happen? When did you see things differently? And do you remember what Phil said? He pointed to Minecraft. Minecraft, I believe, was the catalyst to all of this. I believe it. I continue to say that. Mojang was was the catalyst to all of this. Because they said, "What are? Look how much money we can make. This is insane. This is so much better than trying to sell consoles. No, just get a bunch of property and sell it. It's way better." I guess the question is, will Game Pass go on X or Y? Depends on the question. How much longer will Game Pass even continue operating? Well, I don't think they're going to get rid of it. I don't think they're going to get rid of it. Lance a lot with eleven months at a VIP one month ago. Reforge Gaming, stay awesome. Love twenty twenty three. Here's to the rest of twenty twenty four. And I still want Tlu factions in the state of play. Yeah, I know it ain't happening. It's not happening. You're getting a rogue mode in the Last of Us Two remastered. That's all you're going to get. You're talking Microsoft, the richest company in the world, that switched from selling Office yearly a pop for like five hundred to ninety nine a year sub and made more money. 
Yeah, but that's not an equivalency to what you're talking about is they made more money by doing that. They were entrenched and endemic to the business world, and instead of letting you buy Office for like 500 bucks a license, now you pay 100 bucks a month, you know, and then they have per license, you know, bundles and all that, and you pay that per month. That makes them more money. That's not an equivalency to going to a market where you're selling 48% of your product and saying, we don't want to sell it over here anymore unless you let us put Game Pass over here. And when we put Game Pass over here, a bunch of people can sign up for it. We'll get less money and then they'll, and then they'll be able to play the game and not buy it. That's, that's the opposite of what you just described with Microsoft Office. Microsoft Office was like, yeah, if you crunch the numbers, we're endemic to their business realities. They need office every month. We can make $1,200 a year off of them instead of 500 That's a $700 net gain. You see? Like, that's a net gain. There's no net gain when you basically cut off your largest purchasing source and say, for 10 bucks a month? It's like, What? Microsoft, the company that sold Office to Apple users? I'm not sure what you're saying, Eugene. Instead of paying 500 for three years, now we're paying 99 a year. Yeah, I don't think so. And again, this is operating under the assumption that PlayStation would be okay with it, which just keeps bringing me back to the state of play. The PlayStation state of play, the, the, uh, the PlayStation showcase that might be happening, right? People forget that Phil said this. Whether you play on Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, PC, or mobile, you're always welcome here. Even if Xbox isn't where you play or your favorite franchise, oh, where you play your favorite franchise, because when everyone plays, we all win. That's $100 a year. Again, you're operating under the assumption that they would take a lower margin chance on a subscription instead of just selling the game on PlayStation. You're also operating under the assumption that that PlayStation would be okay with that. That would also make them less money as well. Like, you can buy Call of Duty for 70 or you're hoping people sign up for Game Pass at 10 and stay on it for the entire year and then that nets you more money. Instead of the 70, you've now made 120. That's a net of 50. Okay? I literally don't think that that would be the plan because most people wouldn't do that. They would sign up for the service, play Call of Duty for a month or two, and then they'd cancel the service, leaving PlayStation and Xbox going, why did we do this? You take a surefire 48% sales, 48% of your annual sales, you take that every year and say, we can sell these games for 70 bucks a pop. You're trying to convince a platform to take a freaking uh, bath at that point. Yeah, you can have 30% of 10 bucks a month and then all these people don't have to buy the game. Like what? Both platforms would take a bath. They would lose tons of money. There's no way they would either, either side would want to do that. Ghost in the Garage Gaming says, people have to realize this is about MAU. MAU allows you to report to your investor about growth. The higher uh, the growth, the confident investors, they want to invest more money. It also generates more revenue. Microsoft makes things and sells them to anyone who wants to buy them. That's what they do. Why they haven't done this in gaming has always confused me. I missed a super chat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, PWH. Let me check the fan funding room. Make, Make sure I didn't miss anybody else. 
Oh, PWH now with a two spot. Sony gets 30% for doing nothing. Sounds like a W. Eugene says, Apple was their biggest competitor and Microsoft still decided it was better to sell Office to Apple users than it was to use Office as an exclusive to get people to stay in Windows. That's a great analogy. That's a great analogy. It's like, eh, well, we'll sell Office to, to, to Apple folks. We're not going to basically hold it hostage and make people come to us. You know what I'm saying? We're not, we're not going to hold people hostage and be like, nope, you got to come over here. No way. I'm, I'm, I'm continuing to think that this could be not just a big year for game releases. I think this could be a, a very pivotal year that we'll look back on and say, that was the year everything changed. That was the year everything changed. Because if PlayStation walks out during a state of play or a PlayStation showcase and they mention any of these games, Hi-Fi Rush, Sea of Thieves, right? If they mention any of these games in a state of play or a PlayStation showcase, I, that's going to be a massive shift in what everybody has come to expect from these platforms. I think I honestly think this is going to be a pivotal year in gaming. If the Switch 2 is real, we know the PS5 Pro is real, those things are coming. And if in the midst of that, Xbox sits back and is like, we don't have any new hardware, we're not doing a next-gen refresh, and we're putting our first-party titles on PlayStation and Nintendo... I don't know how you don't look at that as a giant just that's a hinge turn in the industry. That's a that's a that's a page turn. That's a new chapter. That is not we have never been here before. It's always been Nintendo's over there doing Nintendo and PlayStation and Xbox are kind of jockeying for position. We got this. We got this. We got this. We got this. That I think this year I think it all changes. I do. I think Xbox, I think Phil Spencer signaled that change. He signaled that change in the kind of funny interview. I think he did. I think he's like, can't out console him. We got to go off on our own and do our own thing. And I think this is the year that that's so crystal clear. Microsoft is a software and services company. The only way Xbox survived the Nadella cut was they're able to create a service that they could put on multiple places. I think you just keep stopping short of what is so blatantly obvious, Erotimus. You're like, they're a software and a services company, so they're only going to focus on services in in, in the gaming world. What? No, they're not. They're going to focus on software and services, which is exactly why they're going to put their games everywhere and say, you can play it day one on Game Pass. Oh, yeah, you can also buy it over there. Yeah, that's totally fine. Because then they're making more money that way. They're making more money. I just don't think you're seeing the forest for the trees. Like, you just keep stopping short. You're like, yeah, man, they're a software and a services company. And they're they're not going to try to sell software everywhere. They're only going to try and put their services everywhere. It's like, I just, I don't think that's the angle at all. Parasita says, I'm just going to be hyperbolic and imagine a world where Microsoft puts games and Game Pass on PlayStation, completely moves out of the hardware space, lets PlayStation take the hardware king crown with their consoles, portal, and VR, at which point Xbox competes on a single front with the likes of Steam, no longer worrying about selling hardware at a loss, and going full tilt with revenue share like Apple, Steam, Epic, ETC, and slowly creeping up the subprices until they find the breaking point that they're happy with. 
I still just don't think you're going to you're going to get Nintendo and PlayStation to agree to Game Pass coming to their service their, their platforms. The, what's the rumor? What's the rumors and the leaks we're hearing right now? Right? It's why we're having a PlayStation State of Play conversation, and we're considering the fact that like Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves might show up. It, it, it could happen. In my experience, when all this smoke comes at the same time, and then there's some showcases around the corner, it's like. We might, we might hear about this really soon, okay? The reason we're talking about all of that is because that's what the rumors were, is that games from Xbox are coming to the other platforms. We haven't heard a whisper about Game Pass. And you know what's funny? After the CFO's remarks, what was the only thing Phil Spencer pushed back on? We don't have any plans to bring Game Pass to Nintendo and PlayStation. Which everybody took as like a repudiation. See? Told you. Told you they're not turning into a publisher. Phil Spencer didn't say bupkiss about the first party games. He intentionally avoided that. He probably told Jez, I can't answer that question, so don't ask that question. Jez just conveniently doesn't ask about the CFO's more shocking statement, which was, we're going to have a shift in strategy. First party games appearing on platforms that used to be considered competitors. That's not even in the interview. Do you want to know why that is? Because it's happening. That's why it's not in the interview. That's why Phil wasn't asked the question. That's why he wouldn't answer the question. He says, we have no plans to bring Game Pass to Nintendo or PlayStation. That's the only thing he could push back on because that's the thing that's not happening. Microsoft doesn't want the one-time buyer anymore. They want the continuous purchaser of small amount compared to one buy. Where are you seeing evidence of this, Erotimus? Because if anybody was to speak on this, it would be the CFO, and the CFO hasn't said anything to support what you're saying. Where are you pulling this from? Did you read an article? Did you read an email? The CFO, the chief financial officer, is the guy that we would go to on this matter and he has said the exact opposite of what you have said they're going to move into high margin markets with their first party property that's not what you're saying you're saying nah, they don't want to do this single purchase stuff anymore they want you on the service then why did Phil Spencer tell the Brazilian regulators that like Game Pass is only going to amount to about 15% of their annual revenue if that's the strategy I don't think he told Jez that, considering Jez made fun about Xbox First Party going multiplat like weeks ago. I've done made main stage interviews at E3. Okay, I've interviewed, you know, the head honcho at ID Soft at, uh, at ID at Xbox. I've interviewed the guy from Call of Duty. I've interviewed big people in the industry, and you always do a pre-interview, and you are always told. Don't ask about that. Yeah, just don't ask about that. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed there was a pre-interview, and he was like, I can only speak to Game Pass. I can't speak to our strategies with first-party property. The CFO above or below Phil Spencer? Does it really matter? He was talking at a Wells Fargo summit. Does it really matter? Do you think he's going to go tell investors one thing and then Phil Spencer's going to come back around and be like, nah, we're not doing that. Get yourself in some pretty hot water. 
investors are suddenly not confident in your company investors are suddenly like well the right hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing the CFO said exactly the same thing Phil Spencer said weeks before that to Famitsu they're both saying the same thing I just I don't get I feel like we've gone through this and this is sort of the death rattle it's like we went through this last year the reluctance to admit things it's like just admit it this is happening think about what happened when the CFO made his remarks what happened no no it's copium this is just PlayStation copium they're not coming two weeks later well it looks like they're coming And this death rattle of like, well, it's going to be a Trojan horse. How? They're only going to do it if Game Pass comes over there. Are you sure about that? Because you've got about, mm, I don't know, a month to maybe four months to, to be potentially right. I don't think that's happening. I don't. It's going to be crystal clear if Hi-Fi Rush or Sea of Thieves is in a PlayStation State of Play or a PlayStation Showcase... If that happens and there's no mention of Game Pass, you're gonna have to concede and be like, "Yeah, I, I guess they're, uh, I guess they're doing it. I guess Game Pass is, doesn't need to, 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 to come over." You see what I'm saying? Like, I think it's just easier just to admit, "Yeah, this is probably happening." Even the Xbox content creators are like, "Yep, this is happening." You got to figure out, like, how you're going to talk about it, live with it, think about it, right? This is reality. This is happening. This is coming. If it doesn't happen, I'll be shocked because too many people have said it's coming. Even people that were like really against it are like, no, I've heard that it's happening. I have sources that are telling me it's happening. You know, in a matter, I mean, I'm telling you in a matter of weeks, in a matter of hours, and it's that's all it takes every time it's just like just you know just accept it it's not the end of the world and i i certainly don't think we covered this recently let's say playstation walks out for this state of play they walk out for this state of play and they uh you know they throw out they throw out hi-fi rush they throw out sea of thieves okay does that hurt does that hurt you in any way what's that do i think it feels like a betrayal I think it feels like a betrayal to some people. I'll admit that. I think I think some of the frustration and anger I think some of the frustration and anger, it's like now you understand why I was so frustrated in 2021 and in 2022. I, I was I was slow to come around to the idea that like Xbox is going in a direction I don't want them to go. I don't I don't like what they're doing. And I feel like people are just like white knuckled, like refusing to let go and just be like, I don't like this. I am not happy with what Xbox is doing. Just say it. It feels good. It feels good to just be honest. It's so liberating. It's like having an anvil on your chest. Just so I can't breathe. Just take a deep breath and say, I don't like this. I wish they weren't doing this. There's nothing wrong with saying that. There's not like going to be some like Xbox Gestapo who's going to like come to your house and be like, how dare you say that? It's fine. You'll be fine. 
if anything, Xbox making more money in a buy-to-play market can create a cycle of reinvestment. So some of your favorite developers and some of your favorite pieces of property and some of your favorite games might actually start to, I don't know, get more money, get larger teams. I just... Now, imagine Hi-Fi Rush lands on the Nintendo Switch 2 and it crushes and people love it and it sells like crazy. That's a that's fantastic. Tango gets a bunch of money. They grow the team. They they make a sequel. Do you not feel hurt if you're betrayed? Again, I understand. Yeah, I've seen that screenshot before, Paul. I have. Where, where Phil asks the guy, like, you canceled your pre-order because somebody can now play the game on, on PC. I, I empathize with the feeling of betrayal, Iron Lord, because I went through a similar... It's not quite the same. It's not quite the same. Because I didn't spend the last two to three years defending Xbox no matter what. Some of these people did. Okay. And that's why I think they're so reluctant to just admit that, like, I don't like this. This is terrible. Some of them are. Some of them are mad. They're like, this is ridiculous. Like, this was supposed to be our time. This was supposed to be our generation. Do you hear the language? It's like this, it's real personal. And so, like, I can empathize with the frustration because I went through it. It's like I woke up one day and I was like, what is Xbox doing? Like, where are the games? Why does my Series X have nothing? Nothing to show for. Like, what's going on? Like, I know exactly what it feels like to be like, I was I was really dedicated to this platform. I really like this platform. And I'm turned around and it's like, What's happening? This isn't this isn't the this isn't the Xbox that brought me back to console gaming with the 360 and Gears of War and and Call of Duty World at War. This is not the, this is not the, the the game where I the, the, the console where I have most of my games. Like I empathize with them being upset. I'm just kind of saying, look, man, it's just easier just to let go. Xbox is finished. I don't think Xbox is finished. I don't think so. I think Xbox is on its way to making a ton of money as a publisher slash platform. They're no longer like a platform slash publisher. The roles are reversing. The publisher side of them is walking in the room and is like, look at me. I'm the captain now. The platform's taking a back seat. They They said that in that one slide. PlayStation people talk crap to our side as well, Lono. No one wants to be wrong or talk crap to, nor have crap rubbed in their face. Even if it's not that bad, people don't want to give their enemy any wins. No, I, I no, and I get that. I get that. That's part of it, Solemn. That certainly is part of it. Is you've spent weeks and months and the better part of the last two years, you know, duking it out on Twitter and in YouTube chats, and you're like, dude, our team's gonna lose. Right? It's like a baseball game where you're like, just you wait. Just you wait. Our big batters haven't batted yet. We're going to put points on the board. And then all of a sudden you start seeing members of your team go and start playing for the other team. And you're like, what's happening? Like, I know I get it. I get it. People got really invested in this. 
I still remember being shocked at being called a pony. I was like, what is happening? Why am I being called this? I had never been called that before, ever. Ever. People just got too into it. They got too personally invested in this, you know? It's like, PlayStation's got to stay to play right around the corner. And what's the big question? They might show an Xbox game. They might show an Xbox first party game. Like, no one's doubting. Think about it. This is this is where my mind went. I was like, okay, we know Rise of the Ronin's coming. We'll see gameplay of that. We know Helldivers 2 is coming. We'll see gameplay of that. We know Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is coming. We'll see gameplay of that. Maybe some Stellar Blade. They like showing off Stellar Blade. We all know why. But my mind immediately went to... I wonder if all this smoke and all these leaks about a first-party Xbox game coming to PlayStation... I wonder if it's going to be at the PlayStation State of Play. I wonder if it's going to be at the PlayStation Showcase. That's immediately where my mind went. Because like all these other things we know are happening. It's like, okay, yeah, sure. And I said in my show open, they better have gameplay uncut of Rise of the Ronin. Because if that game's coming out this year, yo, bro, where's the gameplay? I said the same thing about Avowed. Right? I'm being consistent. It's like, yo, if your game's coming this year, I want to see gameplay. You know, I want to see, I want to see gameplay. I want to see uncut gameplay. I don't want to just see some like, you know, chopped up, cut up, highly edited gameplay. I want gameplay. I want gameplay of Rise of the Ronin uncut. I think we've seen enough uncut of Helldivers 2. I'm not super in the dark about that one. I also think, hey man, all you showed us was a cinematic of Concord. If Concord's coming this year, according to PlayStation's blog, it is, then I think it's time to show it. Show the game. What are you doing if it's coming this year? That's kind of where my demands end. People are like, well, I want to see Ghost of Tsushima 2, and I want to see first-party studios. Listen, you PlayStation guys have got to admit something. You've got to admit something. You won. And that means the rules change. You just have to admit that. PlayStation 1. So they have no pressure to be like, we better have this steady flow of first party. We better put out a first party roadmap. Nope. They feel zero pressure to do that. You know what they need to do? Not draw any attention to the fact that there are first party, second party, and third party games. They're not going to draw any attention to that. So every single time you come to a state of play or a PlayStation showcase... You better be prepared to be disappointed if you think you're going to get some big first-party showing. Some big first-party roadmap. You're not going to get it. They don't need to do that. Do you know what they need? They need the, what, 40 to 50 million PlayStation 5 owners to be like, yo, I can't wait to play that game, but it's not first-party. John Q. Public doesn't even know what you're saying. They have no idea what you're saying. First party? What? Who's partying? I'm buying a video game. And listen, I'm right there with you. I'm disappointed because it's like, dude, I would love a roadmap. I would love for Ben Studio to come up for air and actually say something or show something. Or Sucker Punch to announce or show or talk about Ghost of Tsushima 2. But I'm telling you, you're not getting it. They're not going to give that to us. Absolutely not. Their strategy now is completely different than when 
when when when the generation started when the generation started what they do they showed like 26 games they really put emphasis on games that were first party they put a lot of emphasis on spider-man and then the sales go like this of their playstation 5 and once that trajectory is set they're like all right no get out of here get, get back behind the curtain we're going to internally delay a bunch of games yeah we don't need them no yeah, we're going to post revenue and, and profit gains for the year. Shareholders are happy. We can sandbag this crap for next year. Right? We can sandbag this stuff for next year. And that means you aren't going to show up to like an annual PlayStation showcase and just have like your eyes bleeding. You're like, oh my gosh, they showed so much first party. No. Mm-mm. Your strategy is now putting games on PC. Yeah, and that's posting more profit for them, but that's not like their front burner strategy. Their front burner strategy is still is still the virtuous cycle is sell games, reinvest. Sell games, reinvest. Look at how much money they said they were putting into R&D alone. Like so they're, they're like, "Oh, their strategy is putting games on PC." That's so unidimensional and not representative of everything that they're doing. They've invested more money in gaming than they've ever put into gaming. More money into first, more money into traditional games than they've ever put in. More money into live service than they've ever put in, and more money into R and D than they've ever put in. So, like, oh yeah, their their strategy is to put games on PC, homie. That's one prong of the fork, and it's kind of the smaller prong. That's not the major source of revenue for them. Now they don't have first party games. Don't talk about them at all. Don't you see why they don't need to? They don't need to, homie. Where are the first party games? PlayStation doesn't care. Because the consumer doesn't care. You care. I care. We're a minority, brother. We're small. We're nothing. Uh, Steven Marston with 28 months in a VIP successfully downgraded to VIP thank you Steven for downgrading to VIP I appreciate that those of you that were at the higher tiers of VIP if you want to support me just gift more members that's that's more helpful to like let more people sample the content instead of just being at like an upper tier of VIP just to be nice like I appreciate the love but it's way more effective to be like oh yeah here's some members like that's better because we get more people into the community so that's why we're stripping things down to the $5 tier is gifted. If you're at that tier, you need to bump up to the $6 member tier. And then we have VIP. That's it. Just those three. This just in. Lono is pretty small. I don't think at all PlayStation Strategy has anything to do with releasing on PC. He says he was joking. There you go. See, that's how to do it. Steven Marsden downgrades and says, hey, what? I'll pay it forward. He gives a member and it goes to Solaire. Thank you so much for doing that. Good to see you, Solaire. Thanks for being here. PlayStation Slate looks good to me. Yeah, because if you want to get down to the jot and the tittle on the paper and you're like, well, Rise of the Ronin is not first party and Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is not first party. Nobody gives a frick. Nobody cares. You care because you're trying to carve notches on the wall. Nobody cares about that. 
I know it's like disillusioning to be like, well, this thing that we've been really passionately fighting about, nobody cares, dude. No one's going to be like, well, Rise of the Ronin is actually not first party. It's published by PlayStation. They're actually not owned by PlayStation. And you know what every consumer thinks that looks at that game? You know what they say? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to buy a cool samurai game to play with my friends. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Oh, the horror. It's not first party. Who cares? It's Final Fantasy. Like, fans of Final Fantasy aren't going to be like, well, (laughs) it's not first party, so I'm not going to buy it. Like, what's it going to do? It's not going to affect anything. It, I get I get why pe- guaranteed this gets called copium but when you don't care about these things you start to see them as they are the only people who are going to claim that like look at this pony coping about the fact that there's no first party PlayStation games right now guess what they're doing they're self-reporting that's all they care about and they think that's what I care about and I don't I don't Now, I like some of the first-party studios at PlayStation, and I'd really love to hear from them because I like their games. I'm like, yo, Days Gone was dope. Ghost of Tsushima is one of my favorite games of all time. Like, I'd love to hear from those studios, but I'm not sitting here being like, well, the year's just not going to be as good because, you know, Helldivers 2 and Rise of the Ronin and The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered and Final Fantasy VII Rebirth and, and Stellar Blade and and uh, and Concord. That's just not enough first party, so I'm not happy. That's one slate of games for one platform. That's not including all of the other third-party games. That's not including everything Xbox has coming. I'm actually more interested in Xbox's lineup this year than I was interested in their lineup last year hellblade 2 avowed 33 immortals towerborn maybe a surprise indiana jones release that all sounds good to me i don't care about these things i never have i said i go where the games are but they're not first party who cares about that who people fighting on twitter care about that brett williams with eight months at a membership, I just don't understand the angry I'd, uh, anger. I'd be happy for Xbox gamers if they got Tlu or God of War or Uncharted or Ghost of Tsushima. Might even make some new PlayStation fans. I appreciate that, Brett Williams. Thank you so much. And a five bomb comes in from AOZ, and a single comes in from Whiskey Neat, taking us to what is that? Seventy-eight, eighty-three, eighty-three. I think we're gonna do it today, guys. We're gonna hit the one hundred, and then I'm gonna owe you twenty. Let me let me add up the members and see where that puts us. So I owe, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna owe you guys twenty today. I guarantee you we hit hundred. So that's gonna be seventeen, and my twenty is thirty-seven. That's gonna put us at. That's gonna put us fifty members away from the twenty-five hundred. You guys can hit that today. You guys can hit twenty-five hundred today and lock in the uh, the extra community game night. It's always good to lock it in on a day where we have momentum because we always lose a little bit overnight. So thank you guys so much for doing that. Yo, what's good, Marcus? Good to see you, brother. Hopefully the weather's letting you drive and get work. Yes, Creature, if you're a person who believes in second party, what did Creature say? Flight Sim is second party, is it not? Yo, Patrick Q with a gifted member. Thank you so much. Yeah, like, I don't get the point. Like, what's it matter? Like, if you're going to celebrate Flight Sim, I mean, that's second party. There's not The second party is great. Like, second party relationships are awesome. I just don't care, dude. Rise of the Ronin is similar to Wolong and how that can trend and sell on PlayStation and you'll get an ideal to the general public's feel of the game. 
Right, but it's not about... I'm not concerned about that. Like, Team Ninja's games are definitely ones that... Like, I myself am kind of stigmatized against their games. I feel like they're just too fast for my taste. You know? Sekiro's about as fast as I can take it. You go beyond that, and I'm like, I don't know what happened. When I played the Wolong demo, dude, I'm too old. I'm too old, and I'm too slow. I was like, I can't tell why one time I parried, and another time I'm dead. I can't tell the difference. There's milliseconds of difference here. We're going to be playing Prince of Persia today, and in about 15 minutes, I can talk to you about it. And I'm going to talk about parrying windows, okay? Because you guys know me, I love parrying. And those games just aren't my thing. So you're certainly right. I, I'm not saying that like Rise of the Ronin is going to be some huge smash hit for PlayStation. What I'm saying is there's a very clear and I think strong slate of games for PlayStation. I don't care if let's say that 50 amazing games come out this year and I can't even get to them all like I think it was the gamer who wrote an article that like said too many games are coming out that's true I didn't even get to play them all last year I completed I don't know six or seven maybe I'm too busy I've got two kids I've got a wife I got this that I do every day and then I'm planning a show I don't have time I don't have time I just started playing Death's Door because I always wanted to go back to that title, a beautiful little indie title, and guess what? I got early access to a game that we're playing today, and I had to play that instead. There's too many games coming out. So let's just say that 50, and I'm 50, let's say 50 really good games come out this year, and only two of them are PlayStation First Party. I don't care. I don't. And I think you'd feel a whole lot better if you didn't care either. I don't care if 50 good games come out, so many that I just keep adding to the backlog and I just can't get to them. Like, this is unbelievable. Like, right now, my wife and I are going through this with TV shows. We have, uh, I think, a single episode left of The Crown. No spoilers, just kidding. We know what happens, right? Because it's based on real life events. But we have one episode left in The Crown. And then we're going to watch Echoes. And then we're going to watch the new season of True Detective because I love True Detective and I think Jodie Foster's phenomenal. I've, I've like, crushed on her my whole life. Okay? I think she's fabulous. And then we've got other, other shows we haven't gotten to. There's other shows just over here waiting for us. That's just such a great feeling. No, if somebody came to me and said, yeah, but you're not getting any Star Wars shows this year. I'd be like, okay, that's kind of a bummer. I wish Andor made it this year. We've heard that Andor's going to be next year. Um, You know, that's a bummer, but that's not going to ruin the experience I'm having with these other shows. New season of True Detective in three days and Jodie Foster's in it, bro. Y'all are, um, I can't wait can't wait first season of true detective is is a work of art second season was good i liked it way more than everybody else i absolutely loved it the scene between vince vaughn and colin farrell at the at the dinner table in his home is is marvelous it's one of the it's it's one of the best scenes and then the third the third season was just absolutely fabulous it's just oh yeah i can't wait anyway um the point that i'm making is is that Star Wars sucks anyways. No, Andor is one of the best TV shows ever created. You, you watch your mouth. It's some of the best Star Wars ever created. 
You, be, you better be careful. I'm, I'm not kidding around. I mean that. Andor is some of the best TV and some of the best Star Wars ever created. The point is, is that the like let's say again that like there's only two first party games from PlayStation this year like I just don't care there's so many games to play there's so many games to play I don't care if the Switch 2 comes out and I get like a new Mario Kart and we get like Metroid Prime 4 and then let's say Hellblade 2's amazing and uh, I'm really looking forward to Towerborn and I'm really looking forward to 33 Immortals like let's say Let's just say that Rise of the Ronin is super disappointing and Avowed is super disappointing. Again, I don't care. There's so many games. It doesn't matter. There's a sea. There's an ocean of games coming this year. We are swimming in games. Alice in Borderlands. Now that'd be an amazing game. That, wait, why is that not a... That should be a thing. Um... What's he saying? Uh, Sony fans didn't want PlayStation games on PC and Sony ignored you. But how now, hilariously, hypocrites are having uh, Remember Helldivers, Drive Harder Edition, Sony PlayStation first PC port. Yeah, I mean, they made it clear that live service games were going to be a multi-platform years ago. And I have a short video on, I think it's on here, as well as on the Tickety Talk. And I was absolutely scathing to PlayStation fans that were like angry about games coming to PC. I've always been a, like I have never supported that attitude at all. Like, this is stupid. Why are we putting PlayStation games on PC? And you know what those guys did? You guys remember the PlayStation fans that celebrated they celebrated the bad Last of Us port to PC. Let me ask you something. How do you get so stupid? Seriously. How? Are there classes? You just hit your head with the 2x4 every morning? I don't know. Will you run into cars? I, I don't... How do you become that dumb? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Bad port of one of PlayStation's greatest franchises. <laughs> You're dumb. No empathy, no kindness, no understanding for me on that. That's dumb. That's going full. That's going full. Celebrating. You're like, I love PlayStation. Why would you celebrate a game going to PC and being bad? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It's stupid. It's like, what? Huh? That'd be like me. I love Ghost of Tsushima, and it finally gets to PC, and if it's ported bad, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that suck it, PC guys. You know who it's bad for? It's bad for the developers. It's bad for the property. That's not good. You're going full. Never go full. Never go full. So the people that were being that way and like, oh, I don't want PlayStation games coming to PC and they're like celebrating a bad PC port. That's just toxic tribalism. Just let go of that, man. Just enjoy your games. And if the game you love and the platform that you love starts putting their games somewhere else, who cares? Who cares? Like, I genuinely don't think I would care if 
Ghost of Tsushima or God of War or Horizon Forbidden West ended up on Xbox or Nintendo. I don't care. I don't think that they would do that because I think that would be brand diluting and I think PlayStation's brand is way too strong to do that. I don't think they would do that. I don't think they need to. I don't think they would waste time, energy, money, and investment porting a game to a platform that's not saturating very well, and it's a two-tiered platform, so they'd have to make their game run on the Series S. Like, you're not going to see God of War Ragnarok running over there. You just aren't. They'd have to downgrade too much. They'd have to rip out too much. And to put it on a platform that has shown itself to be one that prefers games on Game Pass over buying games, like they're always last in place on sales, PlayStation's never going to do that. I wouldn't care if they did. I don't now, I might care from a business angle. I'd be like, I, I, I don't know what you guys are doing here. I'd be, it seems like you're wasting a lot of money, but well, go go for it if you think this is the right call. I'd question it from a business ang- angle. I wouldn't care. I'd be like, okay, cool. Hope you guys enjoy it. <laughs> I hope you have fun. It runs on a PS4. It does, but no. Wait, yeah, it does. It runs on a PS4, so... Yeah, I mean, I guess they could get it through on the Series S. They'd still have to downgrade some of it, wouldn't they? I don't... In any case, in my mind, if you're going to port it to the Xbox, you got to look at two systems, and it would take more work. It's not like you can just, like, port it over to the Series X. you got to port it over to both. Basically, you'd have to port it to the Series S is what you'd have to do. You'd have to target the Series S. And they would probably just port over the PS4 version. That That's a fair-made point. The overarching point I'm making is... I just don't care. It doesn't matter to me. From a business angle, I would question it because they probably wouldn't make their money back. You know? Because they end up having a revenue share with Xbox. It's a platform that is very, very beholden to Game Pass, right? And I, it's, it's a PlayStation piece of property. The Xbox guys might turn their nose up to it. I just if That's fraught with problems. But I don't care if they do it because I didn't care when they started bringing uh, PlayStation games to PC. I bought them. I was so excited. I was so excited when Returnal came to PC. I was, I was, I was, oh, this is awesome. I was like, this is great. Why? Because I love Returnal. And I thought a really creative, innovative rogue, I thought was going to crush on PC. I thought PC guys love rogues. This game's going to be amazing. Well, it had Epic Online Services. Used, they used that for co-op. And the Steam guys immediately got angry and they thought that it ghost installed the Epic Game Store. It didn't. And it immediately got bad reviews and it just didn't get off to a very good start. Zinthos is like, come on, boys, let's hit 100 members. And he takes us to 85 members on the day. Thank you very, very much, sir. And it goes to feed. Zinthos got feed. Nice job. Returnal so underappreciated. Yeah, it got a great it, it got a great port review. It got a, it got a great port review from uh, I'm blanking Digital Foundry. Like I just, yeah, it's just a shame. It's just a shame that it didn't do it didn't do better. It really is. Yeah, I agree with you, Shooter Forever. They didn't really market it, and that that kind of irritated me. It did. It kind of irritated me. It's like, I, I why aren't you guys marketing? What's going on here? 
You know, if they bring Ghost of Tsushima to PC and they do the same thing, like they barely talk about it and it doesn't, doesn't do very well, doesn't sell very well, like that's going to be a bummer. It's going to be like, come on, man. You know? I don't, the, the, the PlayStation to PC thing has just been super weird because, yeah, I just, I don't, they don't focus on it. And a five bomb from Siege Master sets up an easy 10 to bring it to. 100. Thank you so much, Siege Master. I'm going to owe you guys 20 members. We're going to be super close to that 2,500 goal. I'll give you guys the total count when I do that. Now, in about three minutes, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna set it up now. In about three minutes, we are going to go and I'm going to show you guys some uh, Prince of Persia. We got, uh, we got a code and I have to make sure and say thank you for the code. I got to make sure and say that in the show open. Uh, and I gotta make sure and say that in the uh, in the description as well. Um, pretty pretty pumped about this one, and I'll I'll I was looking forward to it for a very long time, and I can't tell you about the gameplay for another three minutes. I can only tell you that I have played it for a little bit. Uh, a couple of hours or so because I wanted to kind of get established in the game so I could kind of walk through some of the mechanics with you but it is a game and this is based off of their own stuff um thank you um they uh they said in some of the like the outlines and stuff like you were going to be able to get different abilities and stuff so I'm obviously not going to be able to show you everything because I, like, just got the code, so I haven't, like, played through the entire game. So we don't have, like, a, a full-fledged review or anything like that for you. <clears throat> uh, we'll put it in gaming news for now. Customization. Guys, do me a favor. We haven't said this much today, but you gotta smash that like button, man. It really, really helps us out. Um, it's super, super helpful. Uh, when you smash that like button and I haven't really focused on it but we had such a great turnout today thank you so much for everybody tuning in we should really set our sights on 400 likes man we had a lot of people here uh, and that's really really helpful to the video it's also helpful if you feel like I didn't get to your comment or you've you've had some things you've wanted to say that just didn't kind of get through we didn't get a chance to do members only Q&A today we were like too deep uh, in the trenches having such a great conversation Um, but you guys can always loop back. You can always loop back on a VOD and leave a comment, and I try to read and respond to as many of those as I can. Even PlayStation's own old CEO said it wasn't sustainable, the route they are going, the way it was making games. Right, but that's true for everybody. Like, if you think that mushrooming AAA budgets is a problem to the buy-to-play market, what do you think it means for a market where the games that you're building and paying for are going on a subservice? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. Uh, <laughs> I, I, if you want to use what Sean Layden has said, what Sean Layden has said makes the strategy of Game Pass even more unsustainable. Not more sustainable. You should set up a new PC fund, bro. This is the year time to upgrade for the twenty series uh, from that twenty series. Yeah, I'm not bothered, not right now, at least. 
What in the world is this? Beat and report as junk. I'm not even going to open that. Okay, I can officially talk about Prince of Persia. So we are going to be going over and playing Prince of Persia gameplay. I played it for a couple of hours, and I've gotten to the point where I have a couple of abilities, so I'm going to kind of show that off. I'm going to open up with... Um, I'm going to kind of open up with some uh, yeah, some basic sort of impressions and things and all of that. If we can get 10 more members here at the buzzer, I will drop a 20 bomb the minute we get into this new stream. Uh, and I have set up redirect as well. Make sure you guys are smashing that like button. The more you smash like, chat, or interact with the channel, the more likely you are to get a gifted membership. Uh, we gift a ton of members to the community here, and uh, that enables you to get into our Discord. Um, uh, and our Discord's got a great community in there, and great place to hang out and you also get into a community game night now i told you guys i was going to give you a member count let me give you one final member count before we switch uh switch gears here to prince of persia gameplay because i am going to probably owe you 20 uh i'm probably going to owe you 20 Mm-mm-mm. prince of persia looks a lot like blasphemous yeah i'm going to talk about it in just a second because it's it is different than i expected in a couple of ways Okay, so if I add my 20, and if you guys add 10, we're going to be at 2430. We will be exactly 70 members away. So do me a favor. If you're wanting to push that 70, okay, to unlock an extra community game night, you're going to want to do it in this gameplay stream. It's really helpful during a stream to have that happening anyway. So, somebody wants to throw a 10 on the fire, do that, and then we're going to get out of here. And let me get you guys the link. There's five from Zyber. Let's do this. Let's do, get hit 100 and then stop. And we'll go to the next stream if you guys want to do more than that. Thank you, Zyber Sword. Right on the doorstep of 195 out of 100. Who wants to slam home the five to take home the prize? And then I'll do a 20 bomb in the new stream. I will give you guys a link to the new stream. I'll give you a link to the new stream. And I will also redirect you. Uh, I will also... Uh, have it featured on the channel. So if you don't get the redirect or click on the link, you can always come back to the channel and refresh, and it'll be the featured video uh, on the channel. So. Okay, let me give you guys a link. And let me make sure sound's coming through. There we go. Let me turn off my music. There we go. Okay, good amount of game sound coming through. Let me see. Okay. All right. Um, and if you guys got a gifted member today, that's uh, let me throw the daily goal up so people can see it. That's ninety-five people. And probably going to be a little bit more in a second when we go to the new stream. When that happens, you can go into our Discord and you connect your YouTube account with your Discord account. And then you get into a bunch of extra stuff. You get into, like, basically the entirety of the Discord. And that's something that, you know, somebody else has paid for you to have access. And you get access to all of it. So you can kind of sample it, talk to the community, see if you like them. Okay? All right. 
Alright, I'm gonna slam the link in chat and we're gonna go live over there and I'm gonna redirect you. Alright, there's the link. <clears throat> we didn't get a five bomb buzzer beater. That's okay. You guys can do it in the next stream if you want. There it is! Super gaming right on time, dude! A five bomb out of nowhere. There it is. I owe you guys now 20. We'll do that in the new stream. Perfect timing, super gaming. Alright, I'm gonna spam the link one more time because it got p- kind of pushed out of chat. Click that link. Before you click that link or go to the new stream, smash like on this video and then make sure and smash like on the new video on the Prince of Persia gameplay stream, okay? Alright, I'm gonna push live over there in a couple seconds. Thanks so much for checking out this video of Prince of Persia the Lost Crown gameplay. We are going to be diving into this today. And thank you to Ubisoft for sending me a code. They did send me a code. I have played for a couple of hours and the embargo literally just lifted. So if you're watching the past broadcast, I'm going to open up with some first impressions and then show you some stuff in the game, some of the mechanics and how it works. And then I'm just going to pick up where I am in the story. You don't have to worry about major spoilers. There is a story in this game. I don't find the story to be a strong point. There is some interesting things happening with time and things like that, but I don't think you're going to have to worry about spoilers and like having the game ruined. Now I'm going to end the previous stream was was about the PlayStation State of Play and I'm going to bring everybody over with redirect. Make sure as you guys come over, you smash that like button. If you're 